All right. So, yeah. Just finished watching Black Widow. I actually was debating whether or not to go to a movie theater to see it or actually um, watch it at home. Um, you know, and because uh, essentially all big time Marvel movies I've had the pleasure of watching in the theater, you know, whether I liked them or not. And there were more knots than there were those that I liked. And with this one, I actually basically kind of put it on a debate if uh, whether or not my internet connection, because right now it is currently storming um, where in my neck of the woods, uh, you know, it was like, a, basically it was just, there's like so many variants that were like, you do not need to go outside right now. <laughs> I bought pizza yesterday. So I had that going for me. I know this seems like a in, an influx in my life rather than a movie review, but just bear with me, people. I, I need to bear my heart and soul out. Otherwise, what's the point of my existence? <laughs> I cry and cry. <laughs> like all those bitch-ass rappers today. <laughs> my girlfriend broke up with me. I want to kill myself. Just find another girlfriend. <laughs> but um, it's like, you're, you have money now. Get another girlfriend. What are you, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but you know, there's like so many, way too many variables. That was like, hey, you do not need to go out to see this movie. I was like, I got snacks at home. I have like, I got like a drawer full of like M&Ms and uh, uh, Lifesaver, gummy Lifesavers and um, uh, fucking um, sour, um, you know, those, uh, the candy worms, the gummy worms, uh, the the sour ones. I That's, that's my go-to snack for when I go to the movies. It might seem weird, but that's my go-to snack. They don't sell those in the movie theater, Daniel. Yeah, I know. Also like to have uh, one liter of uh, Mountain Dew. Again, they don't they don't sell that at the movie theater. How do you how do you watch the movies in the movie theater and eat, eat that stuff? That I don't how you you can't you can't do that. No, he can't do that. He can't do that. <laughs> but that is what I do. And there was just way too much that I was like, uh, you do not need to go home. But it was um, more so just it boiled down to if whether or not my internet was able to just let me watch the movie in its entirety. And, you know, I have a beautiful TV. I love my TV. It is a nice, good little Vizio. So, you know, it's the good shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stayed home and watched it. And I'm glad that I did. This movie is not crap i won't say that it's crap um <laughs> oh man i think god is punishing me for lying uh <laughs> it's not crap I, i'm not defending it because it is such bullshit um this movie is so up its own ass it was ridiculous but the thing is is that all of that came ahead in literally how everyone talked about it in all the reviews and all the um all the makeshift reviews and all the people screaming about it who were able to see it when it first came out and whatnot it literally did drop the ball in the third fucking act if this movie would have stayed the course to just be this fun campy kind of spy flick much like that of um winter soldier it could have had something but only if it would have dove and stayed heavily on the family aspect more than anything else. And that honestly was something that I actually generally really liked about this movie is the fact that these people were basically spies and they've, they've been spies and agents for like damn near 
like their their whole lives, you know. So this one moment in in their life where they essentially had to play a pretend family for three years meant so much to all of them that it stuck with them for years. You know, and it was like, and that I really liked as it, it gained a brand new perspective for the character um, of Black Widow, as well as everyone else. It just, it made, it made them matter so much more because of that fact. And it was like, hey, they weren't even together for that long, but the time that they were together, that was like, you know, that was like, that's my mom, that's my dad, that's my sister. And it was like, it, it, it was just that big of an impact. And I thought that was cool. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was fantastic to open up the character of Natasha Romanoff. Problem is that, much like the title of this thing, this was too little too late. The bitch is dead. What, 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 what are you doing, Marvel? Seriously, how do you fuck up this bad? How are you this stupid? You sit there and release a movie that has absolutely no emotional impact whatsoever on anything because of how you released it and it's like jesus christ i'm upset that people started coming out talking about all the ridiculousness of it um scarlett johansson talked about the sexism that she felt um or whatever or basically you know getting journalists to kind of screw up her words a little bit in terms of talking about it and whatnot um kind of taking shit out of context and blunt and hyping shit up and in terms of like what she was saying and everything like that and it was like by all means i'm totally with everyone that's like dude you got the job and you played the part of a femme fatale. Why are you now dissing the fact that you played the part of a femme fatale? That, that's, that's what she is. That's what she does. That's her fucking role. You were a wonderful um, antithesis of the character of Black Widow. Am I using that word correctly? I think I am. <laughs> of, of the character of Black Widow. And you just should have been like, you know, as far as someone being able to portray a comic book character and bring it to the big screen, and then it'd be a likable female character, especially a superhero. There have only been two examples of this shit in all of moviedom, and that has been Wonder Woman and fucking Black Widow. It's sad, <laughs> but it's the truth. There ain't been anyone else. No one else has been able to do it justice or even make you care about said characters. Black Widow has been a fun character since she first appeared in the Avengers movie, and I'm glad that they did that, you know? <laughs> and it was like, she was uh, justifiably like, yeah, you can sit there and go like, yeah, she doesn't deserve to be a part of the Avengers, but hell, the Avengers itself didn't deserve to call themselves the Avengers, really, <laughs> or, or portray that they are the team of Avengers. Eh, whatever. It, they just take a bunch of our whack-ass superheroes that aren't as popular as everyone else and stick them in a group together. Bet you I'll make money. And it did. <laughs> but... It's just, I mean, hell, they already character assassinated fucking um, Scarlet Witch. So, I mean, and again, not a character that was the representation of who she was in the comics at all. So, yeah, like I said, Black Widow was number two. And the fact that she was the first female Avenger showcased on the big screen when they did the Avengers. Popular female character. Fantastic um fantastic archetype for basically the spy femme fatale she had all that knowledge and fun loving attitude going for her she was friends with all of these people in the avengers as well as been like a, a actual um good little enemy for people that they fought against you know she's proven her skills time and time again in doing shit so you would think the smart thing to do would be when you decide to give a solo superhero movie to a female character 
you would have picked her first. It makes so much fucking sense. But they didn't because Marvel was banking on the aspect that everyone was just going to fucking cream their jeans when they saw Captain Marvel. And they did it because who the fuck cares about this absolute ridiculous Superman version of a um, Mary Sue that's just god awful. <laughs> just played by a character that uh, played by an actress that's not that who cares. Um, acting in a way that's like who the fuck cares. I mean, literally, the movie itself was carried by the acting skills of Samuel Jackson. But what movie isn't carried by the acting skills of Samuel Jackson when he's in it? <laughs> uh, why haven't they given him an Oscar? But I do not. Uh, wait, have they given him an Oscar? I don't know. I have to look that up. Uh, but I did not like that direction that they went when they were basically wrapping up everything in terms of going to Endgame because it was a shitty idea and a shitty move. And let's not act like these motherfuckers didn't plan this shit ahead of time or that they just fumbled into the idea of like postponing Black Widow having her own movie. But then also planning the fact that she was going to die within Endgame. So it's it's all them doing bullshit. Let's not pretend it's anyone else's fault. It's them who did the bullshit. They fucked up when they chose to do what they did with the movie. And Rona did nothing but prolong the bandage getting ripped off because of the fact that it was like, hey, in phase four, let's announce Black Widow. Didn't we kill her? Yeah, but now she's getting a movie. <laughs> and then the movie's going to take place as a prequel. <laughs> it's like, but that it doesn't fit. It doesn't work, especially within the confines of the narrative of the story itself, because a great deal of this movie kind of hinders on the fact that you don't fucking know what's going to happen to her character later on. And <laughs> them doing what they did just made it seem hollow. Her talking about the fact that the Avengers themselves were her family. And then it's like, yeah, but you're dead. <laughs> or like building up this just narrative of like how she feels about being with these people and knowing these people and the characters she's interacting with and what she's done to get to where she is. All of it feels hollow because she is dead. <laughs> and it's like, so there's nothing to be invested in when you watch this movie because she is dead. Now, I totally disagree with the fact of trying to build up that her sister was going to take her place as Black Widow. Uh, no, they're going to make the sister do something because you know how they like sucking the dick of the proverbial woman. The proverbial woman? They like sucking the proverbial dick of the of women in the MCU because, you know, Marvel is eating itself. Um, so having that be the dynamic with the sister is something that was like, yeah, that's that's totally apparent. But I don't see it as her being a replacement as more so them just adding on a villain for when they do the Hawkeye series, which is literally all that they were doing. That's kind of all this movie amounted to, was that it's going to, that it's build up a villain for the Hawkeye movie in the stupidest way possible. But like I said, I actually enjoyed the different dynamics and stuff that they had. Some of the action was okay, <laughs> but it wasn't anything to write home about. But then so was everything else in the MCU. The shit is so predictable now. It's disgusting. But the problem is that the MCU has a formula when it comes to showcasing the villains, the story, the plot, and the character development. But it's been over 10 fucking years. That, that formula is fucking stale. It's the same thing as, as to have the bright idea that it's ridiculous to tell everybody about Peter Parker's uncle because that's always what we hear about Peter Parker is the fact that he, like, his uncle died. 
but that's what makes Spider-Man. So it's not that it's a bad thing to hear that. It's just that you have to be more creative in the delivery of it because essentially it is the core element of this character's motivation behind everything that they do. So you you have to have them talk about Uncle Ben. Otherwise, that's not Spider-Man. That's some other crock of shit. But the thing is, is that when they did the Spider-Man movies, you would think like even when they did the Amazing Spider-Man movies that the formula would be the same because, hey, that's how the movies work. Hey, he fights the bad guy, he beats the bad guy, and that's the end of it. But in both of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and it should have been the third, but in both of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, someone that Peter was close to or that he cared about or actually had an impact in his life died tragically in the wake of him defeating the villain, something that didn't happen when Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man. You change the fucking formula to make the movie that much more interesting, to separate it away from its contenders. Why didn't you have the same mindset when you did Black Widow? I mean, it, you would lower the scale of, the, of whatever her responsibility is or whatever it is that she's fighting, but then you change the formula of exactly how she deals with her fucking problems. But essentially, this thing damn near was like a page-by-page -page, um, copy of The Winter Soldier which is sad, but that's that's what it was. And essentially, you just kind of had a bunch of Buckies instead of just the one Bucky. <laughs> but that, that basically was what all the final, uh, the last little thing was. Even the point of like, you know, the main base of the bad guys getting toppled and destroyed. And it was like, that's the same thing that happened in Winter Soldier. It was like, oh, well, maybe they broke through to the person in the end and they went on their merry way to live their life after the mind control thing was broken. That's the same thing that happened in Winter Soldier. That's not good, folks. <laughs> it's not a good thing. That's not a good thing at all. Why would you do that to the, like, why would you do that? It was like, well, we have a cookie cutter way of making movies and it, it makes us money. Yeah, bitch. But it, it's been apparent that people are kind of over it now. So why don't you change up the form? Like, just fuck. But like I said, the first two acts of the movie were actually something that I was okay with. I liked it. As soon as they went to the Red Room, the movie shat itself. Like, it just it shat itself. The last wholesome moment of this entire fucking movie was when the Red Guardian was singing um, American Pie to um, Natasha's sister. And that was like, as soon, and it's like, as soon as he got knocked out, that's when everything in this movie just kind of went out the window for me and i was like the interest um what was happening all of that shit just went down the goddamn drain and it was disgusting oh my goodness it i i didn't even think that it was going to be that bad but it was that bad it was like there's a, a floating facility that nobody knew about that's just training these assassin women are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like seriously and no one notices this no one knows that this exists S.H.I.E.L.D. has had a flying fortress for years. Who the fuck paid for the Red Room to even be a flying fortress? How is this dude getting money? Why does he still have a room full of trained assassins going around doing shit? What, what is that for? And then, the movie, and then the movie itself doesn't even explain that concept. It's like he has these super soldiers. Um, well, not super soldiers. He has these perfect spies planted everywhere to do whatever he wants. And it's like, for what? 
and he's like, it's the fight, you know, and he was like, it, the, the war is still being fought in the shadows or whatever. And I was like, what war? What are you talking about? And I was like, that doesn't make any damn sense. Once the superhero shit started getting introduced, what the fuck exactly are you fighting for? You know, like, what, what the hell are you talking about? If you were ruled by some ungodly power or something like that, or you had this notion of a higher purpose, maybe you can pass that off. But the movie had a villain who basically made no sense. <laughs> And again, how you fuck that up? Like, as soon as you show them, then it's like, yeah, you're ridiculous. But it's like, why you had an entire, you had all this time to make him have a point. And he doesn't have a point. <laughs> it's like, that's so fucking stupid. Oh, man. Oh, and then Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Poor, poor Taskmaster. One of the, they, they showed this bastard in so much of the fucking trailers and the clips and everything i was actually looking forward to the concept of someone who was copying everyone's moves and fighting black widow i wanted to see that being executed in a fun way i don't understand who had the sword because he kept taking out like a samurai sword i was wondering who the fuck that was supposed to be um uh, it was weird but you know it's kind of it's kind of his thing but still was like where do you get it from if he's like copying avenger people whatever um it just was oh so so disappointing not not just not disappointing i knew it was going to be shit because hey it's the mcu <laughs> they are stupid uh i knew it was going to be shit but what they did i didn't think it was going to be that shit oh my god <laughs> all you had to do was change the kid from a girl to a boy and it that would have at least been pass passable. That's all you had to do. But for some reason, somebody's vagina was getting in a twist and they just desperately wanted to just shove down your throat the whole feminist bullshit because it's not like Marvel will ever go away from that. They can't. They need to feed off of that bullshit. And it's, it's so wrong, but it's so stupid. Because they made Taskmaster a girl rather than what would have, uh, like, and then this is my opinion in terms of what would have been a far more creative outlet for that, is that Taskmaster was the one running the Red Room. Why wouldn't he be? And then you essentially use the actual issue that, that plagues Taskmaster, the character, which is that he has this ridiculous memory but the more he remembers stuff, then like he also forgets things as well. And it's a, a very bad um, fucking mental problem that he has. So you essentially set up that he um, is constantly like essentially he's fighting a war, but he no longer remembers what he's fighting it for. And that would have been fantastic. You know, like that would have been pretty cool in terms of being like, yeah, like you got you're dealing with a man who essentially is not all there. So that's why this shit is happening the way that it's happening. He had all this power once upon a time. He built the Red Room from the ground up. But the reason why he did it is now a mystery to everybody because he don't fucking forgot, you know? <laughs> and it's like, so, and that would have been a fantastic way of playing with the whole actual memory problem that Taskmaster has. And you just have it to where he's just so, fo he's just so focused on the mission, but he doesn't remember what the mission is. And so then that establishes why he has so many agents that he keeps continuing to collect. He's just going through the motion of the same 
conditioning and training that he's done with all these other females, he's getting far more um, experimental in exactly how he's capable of training them um, or getting them to do exactly what he wants to build this crazy mini army that essentially has no purpose. So rather than a movie looking stupid and being up its own ass by saying, um, really, what's what's the point of you doing this? And then the villain just being like, um, I don't know. He's <laughs> just like, I, I have a, I'm not a, I don't need to impress you. I'm not hiding. I'm, I'm doing this to fight the war. And it's like, well, what war? Ah! <laughs> it's like, what the, what the fuck is going on? And I couldn't help but feel that they were essentially trying to take away from um, Stryker from uh, the second X Men movie who essentially was damn near doing the exact same thing. I mean, think about it. Mind control, fat white guy with glasses running a secret facility that's basically was done um, a long time ago, but he's still using to have shit happen. I mean, even a copycat fight between two people, <laughs> like when you had Lady Deathstrike fighting uh, Wolverine, it's just like, just like X-Men 2. <laughs> but with that, there was so much that Stryker let on in terms of why he was doing what he was doing and the reason he was doing what he was doing. Stryker hated mutants, <laughs> and then he was using mutants to kill mutants. He hated them. He felt that it was it was basically acceptable to use their asses as weapons more than anything else. He wanted to eradicate all the mutants at once because he hated them that fucking much. And he was about to do it. <laughs> so it, it like what he did and what he had going for him had a drive behind it. The asshole on the Black Widow movie, I, I, I don't know why he was doing what he was doing. <laughs> and it was like, I don't think anyone cares why he was doing what he was doing. It seems like a facility and a thing that should have been a high priority for people. But fuck if I know. <laughs> it's like, so again, you have to question so goddamn much and then this is in um in the after and this was all taking place in the aftermath of civil war which already established that they still had shield because shield came back on the second avengers movie so if this is taking place during civil war that means yeah colonel ross is running the part of the government that deals with handling the avengers and whatnot but shield is still active they're still capable of doing shit. Natasha Romanoff has it in with S.H.I.E.L.D. There should have been multiple moments where she tried to or was going to contact S.H.I.E.L.D. or they established that S.H.I.E.L.D. was separating themselves away from her because of the danger that she threatened by being catered as a terrorist. Something that would have made that make sense. Or didn't you see um, fucking Nick Fury break that code because of how close he was to Natasha? They These people... There's people who knew her, you know, and I was like, even when a sister was like, I figured like, you know, you get some scientists or something like that to mess with this. And I was like, hell, even information of all the girls that was a part of the Red Room and whatnot. And I was like, you know, people in high places who know about what went down between the breaking up of the Avengers, but it would still be willing to help you. I mean, we, we saw this shit happen when she was dealing with Hawkeye and she knew about his family and even during the Civil War movie, they basically were talking and fighting at the same time because they're friends. And it's like, that's, you know, it's not like this is a brand new dynamic for anyone in the MCU. But them trying to cater and usher that she would be all alone after this fallout with the Civil War. Hell, it didn't even make sense that she wasn't with Captain America. It, you know, and it's like, why would she be solo? Because she's a spy. 
He is not. He barely knows how to function in the real world because his mind is all the way trapped in World War II. So why would he not be with her who would be able to sneak his ass around and do shit? He's a recognizable figure. The motherfucker walks around without his helmet a lot. So people would know who the hell Captain America is when they see them, um, when they see him. But she's a spy. So it's like that again makes no sense. You're doing things that don't make sense in this movie. And it was like a lot of it didn't make sense. But essentially, the family dynamic is the only thing that drew me to this movie. It's the only thing that I actually liked about this movie. So when all the dumb shit happened, I just kind of rolled my eyes and went, a, went along with it. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. But then when it got to the family stuff and them dealing with the, um, her sister and and her um, her father and her mother and all that. And it was like, they're not really, but they kind of are. And I like that. And I, I, I just, I adored their dynamic. I adored the mindset that they had. I love the fact that the Red Guardians thing was that they became amazing spies. And that's all he ever wanted for them because that's who he was. He was an agent just like them. And them aspiring to be these perfect killing machines made him so happy <laughs> and i love that and i was like he was like a proud father he was like he's all i ever did was love you girl and it was like you have killed so many people like your ledgers must be just dripping red and i was like oh i couldn't be more proud of all of you and it's like to them it's horrible because they were forced to do something that they never wanted to do but to him he was he's already past that point of just accepting his lot in life so he adored that and you know they made him the dummy within the series and whatever uh, in the movie and I don't care, but I liked his aspect, you know, that that's not someone who was going to like easily betray them or they like offer him a job or anything like that. And it's like, no, I like, those are my girls. And it was like, they're killing machines. And I love that. It's like, yeah, but they don't like being killing machines. Ah, too bad. They are. <laughs> it was like, I, that it, 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 it's done. <laughs> it's all, it all comes out in the wash, baby. It all comes out in the wash. <laughs> oh shit. So the the other issue with uh, Taskmaster, um, see the thing is that they made Taskmaster a woman, and I know that a lot of people were gonna like suck their teeth when um, they find out about that. And it's like, yeah, Taskmaster is a woman, <laughs> and you have every right to think and feel that way because this has been another version of MCU's character assassination with a fame and well-known comic book character. Now, Taskmaster is not up there in terms of villains, but he is a very prominent and well-known villain to the point where a lot of people know enough about him to be upset at the fact that they decide to gender swap him because the MCU doesn't give a fuck. This also pertains to the fact that basically they don't know how to do villains because the only villain that had any type of longevity was Thanos. And that was a 10 year long buildup that they basically kind of simmered away within the span of two movies. Yeah, so you can't really, you, you, you can't really count on, <laughs> I was going to say, you can't really, yeah, you, you can't really count on them to do anything in terms of um, villain longevity or anything like that. And I really wish that this movie would have been the one to change that to the fact where you have Taskmaster get away. You actually have a threat out there that's um, still, that knows about or still looming towards anyone that's a part of the red room or anyone that had anything to deal with um natasha hey it's my phone but um i oh, someone's texting me yes i have the power rangers ringtone love me <laughs> you hear me love me <laughs> but 
I would have liked if they did that. You know, finally the one villain that got away. Um, or if they were to kill it, um, to kill Taskmaster, they would have made Taskmaster, uh, Taskmaster more of a fucking threat or an emotional anchor for Natasha. There should have been so much that mattered with her finally defeating Taskmaster. So when it when it finally happened, you actually was like, good for her. You know, <laughs> instead, it was more so like a eh, she got kind of this emotional baggage that really doesn't make sense for a character. Considering it was like, I was, I've been feeling so bad that I killed this little girl a long time ago, or I thought I killed her. And it was like, when they mentioned it and the fact that she kind of brushed over the aspect that like, yeah, she got a little girl killed because it was all for the greater good. Like I needed to kill this guy to become part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And like I saw a little girl and I let her get killed. I did what I did to survive because that's what I do. And if they were to stick with that, I would have loved it. And it just had the dude being like, you tried to like you killed my daughter. I hate you for that. But I'm going to turn you into a puppet or something because I got mind control juice. Mind control juice all over your face. Mm -mm -mm. Don't it taste good? <laughs> and, you know, like that, I would have been fine with that because it's like, yeah, she was a cold hearted person once upon a time and now she's not. So it was like, yeah, she would probably feel remorse for that now. But at the time she did what she had to do. And I was like, yo, just keep that shit. But again, those ovaries and those twisty knots, they just couldn't let that be. So the little girl survived and basically she got mind controlled by her dad. Literally the same shit that happened to Stryker. <laughs> it's the same shit that Stryker did on X-Men 2. God, they just, they just can't be original. I, I was looking at this movie the whole time and I was like, yo, how are they going to fuck up by copying shit from other shit? And that's all. They, I was like, they copied their own fucking movie because that movie is known and screamed out by so many people as being this is the, the best MCU movie. I love Winter Soldier. I love Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is good. Don't get me wrong. It is good. Is it the best MCU movie? I don't really think any of them are that good. <laughs> it was like, and in, in all honesty, the Avengers movies blow away a lot of the other standalone um, MCU movies. They blow them far away. So fuck out of here with that. <laughs> like hell, um, Avengers 2, great movie. Avengers 2 is a great movie. Um, Avengers 1, great movie. Way better than Winter Soldier. And it was like, I, I mean, you can't beat Winter Soldier's theme, though. Like his theme music is just the best <laughs> his, his thing is just the best the part when natasha was like hiding behind a car and this fool like jumped on top of the car and they played the scream for his theme music to let him know like you know like oh yeah this bitch is dead and then captain america like slams into him oh love that scene <laughs> like love it <laughs> love it live it got it good <laughs> but it it doesn't change the fact that essentially they made a they made a very good spy-centric MCU movie based around Captain America. All you had to do was take that creativity and push it on Natasha Romanoff, and you would have made a great movie. <laughs> Hell, they even have her watch James Bond in the movie, and I was like, yep, that's how you know you're up your own ass, because you think that you're doing something, but you're not. <laughs> you so are not. And I was just watching it. And I was like, they're copying their own shit. How do you copy your own shit? Who does that? <laughs> and I was like, are you so creatively bankrupt that you have to copy your own shit? Damn. Then as they start going into the mind control stuff, I was like, not a copy in X-Men 2. Who copies X-Men 2? <laughs> it's X-Men 2. It's the best X-Men movie. <laughs> and you're going to copy. 
oh, you sick bastard. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Oh, my God. And yes, X-Men 2 is the best X-Men movie. Logan is the best of all of the, is all of the, um, the Fox superhero movies. <laughs> but uh, X-Men 2 is the best X-Men movie because that involves the X-Men. Logan is a Wolverine movie. And that is the greatest out of all of them. I know what I said, and I said what I meant. You can listen to my words 100%. <laughs> Motherfucker. But I was really upset to look at it. And I was like, this fucking copy piece of shit. <laughs> and again, the only breakaway from all the copy bullshit was the fucking family stuff, <laughs> which was very, 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 very too far and in between everything else that was going on. I like the fact that um, Natasha's interactions with her sister were so genuine, you know, as if they were like, like I was looking at it and I was like, yo, this is how like my aunts and my mom act. Like they, they just, they are weird. <laughs> it was like, but because they're family and they're related, I was like, hey, God damn it. This is how I act with my brother. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can see this being a thing. It's like, yeah, we haven't seen each other for years, but there's it, like the awkwardness kind of like drifted away immediately. And it was like, that's exactly what happens when family gets together. And I loved it. <laughs> I just loved it. And it was like the, having Natasha be in this denial state, but it still seeps out because that's what family does was really good. I really liked that. And it seemed like there was a competent person writing that part. But then when it got to everything else, they was just like, they they put their thumbs right up their ass and they just start banging their heads against the pay, um, against like some keyboards and whatever words popped up, they were like, this is what we do to make a movie. <laughs> and then they started watching Winter Soldier and X-Men 2. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I want to put that in there. Yeah, that one. That's, I like that part. Oh, can we make somebody fly? Um, They don't have wings. Well, if we, what do you make them fall out the sky? Oh, it'd just be like flying. Oh my God, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Fuck. Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, doing doing the whole Taskmaster being a female, hell, even having it to wear it, it was clearly like some lady's head superimposed on the armor because a dude was clearly in the armor, like a big nigga <laughs> was in the armor. And then you just put this lady's small framed head on top of it. Hell, it's like you could even get like a, a really big woman to to play that part that would have made sense. And I was like, yeah, she could have grown up to fit the build of Taskmaster and that would have been fine. But it's like, no, nah, when, when they show her individual head after she took the helmet off and it's like rambling around on this big old suit of armor, it was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like, it looks so bad and it was so stupid. And I was like, yeah, I can't. If you it's like if you're not gonna take this seriously, then why should I take it seriously? <laughs> uh, you know, like when you play a card game with a little kid that just kind of like throws the cards and then they go, "We got to do it again." And it's like, no, I don't want to play this again. You're cheating. Oh man, that was just so stupid. And then they had a part where Natasha couldn't hit the guy, and she was like figuring out how everything works, and it was kind of, I guess, trying to be reminiscent of her using her feminine spy intelligent wiles and like the other movies that essentially had her do shit perfectly and quickly. Um, what was it like when, um, like in the first Avengers movie, when the guys had her tied up and she was like, you're interrupting me right now. It was like, uh, she was like, the phone calls for me. You're interrupting me right now. This, this idiot's giving me everything. And he's like, I haven't given her everything. I haven't said anything, <laughs> you know? And then like, she got upset and she had to break out and then like beat everyone up. And then it was like, all right, you put her in a situation where there's a dude basically, 
like got the upper hand on her and then she's saying stuff and he starts hitting her. But then again, I was, I like, I agreed with what she was saying, but the actions that they were showing didn't make any sense. It was like, you have this dude who's out of shape, fat <laughs> and whatever hitting her. And then she's like, you're she was like, well, you think I can't take a punch? And they're like, man, you're very weak. And I'm sitting there going, this is all true. <laughs> and I was like, she's a trained fighter. She has been fighting throughout God knows how long. That's all she does. So when he hit her, it should have been that that scene where you like, you know, your face turns, but then you turn back and it's like, and then she just laughs at him. But then he hits her again and then she hits the floor. And I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I was like, well, he's still a man. <laughs> so that means he can still hurt her. And it's like, no, that really shouldn't be the case. Like, I I know for a fact if of a regular, like a fat ass like him was to punch like a, a special trained soldier or something like that in the military. She ain't going to go down easy <laughs> just because after two hits, she's going to stand up and still, and I like, you know, kick his ass or whatever. But it's like, I get what the movie was doing with that and her not being able to fight back. But the notion that she would just hit the floor and then just take the hits, it was like, she couldn't hurt him, but that didn't mean she had to get hit by him. I mean, she still could have, it, it seemed like it would have made the scene that much more, um, that much more, uh, it just, it would have hit home more for them to to just basically uh do more for her character with the fact of her like dodging his punch and him like fumbling about trying to hit her and she's like like criticizing and talking about him still just making him upset that seems like it would have struck home a hell of a lot more in terms of like the point that she was kind of getting across and talking about him the way that she did and it's like you know saying that he's weak like he finally did get a hit on her and he just kind of felt really proud about that and she just turned around and was like man you are weak like you you hit me once and then that was it like that was pathetic and that all could have been something that she let happen so she could get the ring without him noticing shit like that you know but it's like it didn't need to seem like she was just oh getting beaten down by him and whatnot and then him showing her all the females in one of just one of the stupidest dialogue exchange between villains and a hero ever and and just like some of the most campiest um fucking virtue signaling bullshit i've ever seen and he he like literally said and um he was like i'm gonna use something that the world has too much of little girls and i was like what what and i was like who who wrote this i was like why did this go so bad so fast like the movie itself was just what or just a nothing burger and then it just became a crock of shit (laughs) like right at the end and I don't understand why they did that. And it was like, by completely character assassinating Taskmaster, giving Black Widow basically some dumbassery at the very end on the final arc, um, at the final little act, and ultimately having everything just not matter because Marvel screwed the pooch and fucked up. And I, I can't stress enough how much you have to blame Marvel for fucking up this aspect. There's no reason that Black Widow should not have came out before Captain America, um, Captain Marvel. There's no reason that this movie shouldn't have um, came out before Infinity War, for God's sakes. There's absolutely no reason for them to have done what they did to Black Widow at all. Just none. There is no excuse for them to take your actual first female Avenger character and in the one hope that you would have had as an actual contender against um, fucking Wonder Woman, be captain marvel 
to which you literally just copied the Wonder Woman movie in the shittiest way possible, and it turned out to be one of the shittiest movies you've ever made. It made a billion dollars, though, in between Infinity War and Endgame, and Marvel movies at that point in time became um, required reading. You needed to see something in order to see whatever hints or tricks or twists or twists, um, no, <laughs> tricks or twists was going to appear in the next movie because of end credits and just small little dialogue exchange and whatnot. And what did Captain Marvel did? It just it just made shit far more confusing and it just really really fucking stupid. And it it just ultimately was just it. God, it was dumb. How the fuck did they have the Tesseract when Captain America was frozen with the Tesseract? Just bruh. They never, they have never explained how they fucked up that one so bad. They never explained that. Remember how the cat just coughed it up at the end of Captain Marvel? But it was like that thing was frozen with Captain America. So how did they have it? How? <laughs> oh, they was experimenting on that and everything. That's how she got her powers. How did you have it? You you couldn't have had it. it it'd be It's impossible for you to have had it. But this this would be fucking idiots. But again, it's inexcusable that they did what they did to um for this movie. This movie had so much <laughs> just bad going for it in its execution, but in its what led up to its creation, I feel deserves far more blame and criticism than anything else. Um, is the fact that Marvel and their grandiose view of trying to showcase that they're so um, hungry for just female empowerment and whatnot decided to actually shelve a female character who had popular fan base, who was rising in popularity, um, who actually was a character that a lot of people liked. And they decided to push her standalone movie back to showcase another woman who essentially would just be more powerful than her. And I can't help but feel that that's some type of weird-ass elitism that did not need to happen at all. I know for a fact that if this movie came out in its entirety, if it wasn't fixed and it just was the crap that it was, um, you know, but I said in the beginning, it's not crap. If it just, if it was what it was in the beginning and it came out before Infinity War, before Endgame, any point in our time, like right after Civil War, um, before, uh, like if you wanted to mix it up to showcase what she was doing throughout everything in the Infinity War to hype up more or to make you feel more about her death when anything when everything happened, because that could have been um, some of the part of the end credit for um, Endgame or anything like that, you know, like a post end credit or, or end credit something um, for Endgame or whatever you could have did whatever but um it just is deplorable that you know like it, it's just like if if that would have came out i know for a fact that i wouldn't have as big of a problem with the movie as i do now you can't showcase something you can't tell me a story that i already know the ending to and expect me to feel happy about it like, oh, this is a brand new story. Like, no, I've heard it before. But, but, and it was like, yeah, I already, I already know how this ends. But I'm not finished with the story. Right, but I know the ending. So that doesn't really matter. Like, it, you, the story is ruined now. But this is just some background information for this character. Right, but this character is gone. So I don't need the background information. It don't work like that. 
<laughs> and it was like, I'm not emotionally invested in what's happening. And then this is just the character that's gone's background information. If this was shit dealing with her and um, Captain America in the in the wake of what they were doing in um, after the Civil War, then yeah, sure, possibly. You still name it Black Widow because it's something that she's heavily invested in and then him trying to stop her and essentially reversing the roles that they had in um, Captain America Winter Soldier. That would have been fantastic. That would have been a cool dynamic or whatever. But that's not what you did. You made her movie hella late. You made it hella boring. You copied from your own shit as well as the best X-Men movie. And then you had a nothing of a villain. You had a nothing of a premise. And essentially the only aspect of the movie itself that was actually entertaining and enjoy enjoyable was very small, short little excerpts that involved her and like um, dealing with her sister and her family. And that's not enough to carry the entire movie. So you guys fucked up big time because your practices have always been fucking up big time. Um, I, I can't even say do better because in the wake of everything that's going to happen in phase four of Marvel's uh, MCU shit, you know, it's like at this point in time, it's like you really don't need to even indulge in anything. Um, the What If series supposed to come out, I'm not looking at that because that looks like a crock of shit. Um, the Shang-Chi movie's coming out, I don't give a fuck. The, um, <laughs> the fucking Eternal movie is coming out, I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm going to watch Spider-Man, but I know I'm going to hate it because you guys have characterly assassinated him as well. And the only thing that I have any hope for is Guardians of the Galaxy. And let's not forget, you assholes were fucking milli uh, millimeters away from ruining that movie because James Gunn tweeted some shit that he apologized for a long time ago. And, you know, Disney couldn't get their hand out of their ass to sit there and just let that shit go because it doesn't fucking matter in the end, in the end of everything. So let, let's not act like politics with these movies have not been ruining these movies. But I wholeheartedly believe that if this movie would have came out earlier, when it should have came out, we wouldn't be having this, this many problems with it. But we do have problems with it. There are a lot of problems with it. So I'm going to hear a bunch of people rag on and bash this movie to all heavens because, yes, there's so much bad with it. And it didn't have to be. You could have actually done good in making this movie. You could have put your heart and soul into um, producing something or making something that actually would have been watchable. Um, and, and frankly, it's going to prove that for whatever reason, the MCU can't write female characters. So what the fuck does that tell you? <laughs> it's like in your quest to appease all feminisms and femininity, you keep fucking it up. Because if you just sit there and slap a vagina on everything, it, it doesn't give it a personality, doesn't give it a soul, doesn't make it watchable. It just means it has a vagina attached to it. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Okay. So, by all means, you know, give this movie a watch. I know I did, but um, it, it ultimately was not worth the wait. And it was too little too late. And it just all came together as this clusterfuck of whatever. <laughs> just just really a whatever. A nothing burger of a movie for the first two acts, and then the third act just entirely is a dog running in that you don't know shitting on your bed. <laughs> it's like, it's not your dog. It's just ran in your house and it shat on your bed. 
it just it shat. It took a giant shat. Like it was, it was, it was droopy <laughs> and it squirted in places. So it's on your walls and your stuff, but it's mainly on your bed. <laughs> That's what the third act was. So, like I said, it wasn't all crap, but it wasn't anything. It wasn't what I expected, but it was worse than I thought it was going to be. And so with that, I'm going to end it there. This has been Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel the Flame. And as always, good people, hope you had fun.